Hey, 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 guess who's back? Songas on my back there on The Viewpoint. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, Brafini. Thank you for the warm welcome, Lesejo. Speedy recovery to our dearest Kanya. Also, shout out to KG Mwaketi for the last two days who has stood in for me. Much appreciated. I thoroughly do appreciate that as I have the messages that have come through to me privately from all of you who are loyal listeners of The Viewpoint. Indeed. We're doing what should have happened on Tuesday on a Thursday. Well, because we are young people and every now and then we can and we shall break the rules. There are especially our rules. That's because, frankly, we are free. The title of that song from Boom Shaka. This evening, our guest needs little introduction, really, to the Viewpoint family because she has featured once, twice, maybe even three times. This, of course, being Murungwa Ramabua, Senior Manager for Heritage and Research at Robin Island Museum. Normally, we just refer to her as spokesperson and communication specialist, but essentially, she is all of those things and then some. Good evening, Murongwa. How are you? Good evening, Sanyas. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. You chose that song. Are you really as free as you suggest you might be? Things have been very difficult for you guys at Robin Island Museum. Yes, I am free indeed. I just need to correct you. I'm not the head of heritage and research. He's still going to join us. Oh, However, I beg your pardon. I am pardon. the head of communications and the spokesperson of Robin Island. I appreciate that. Thank you. I beg your pardon for that error. No problem at all. Yes, we are free indeed. I mean, who can forget Bumshaka and the waves and how they, they actually made South Africans dance, especially the youth of South Africa? And uh, look, the reason why I chose um, this song, um, specifically this group, Boom Shaka, mm. is that because they represented a new generation of youth, just as we found our democracy in South Africa. Yes. And this was a new dispensation for all of us, and this was a new uprising, you know, after 1976, then Boom Shaka and all the other youth post-1994, um, there was a new uprising of South Africa and the future of South Africa. And now in 1998, they released and performed what was deemed a rather controversial rendition of South Africa's national anthem. I remember and that time. this month we're celebrating Heritage Month. And um, they were young. Um, and there was a future of, of South Africa. Were they misunderstood? Perhaps. And fast forward to 2020, Shinza became the first artist to live stream from Robben Island, which we'll speak about a bit later on. Sure. But this performance was also received with mixed reviews, um, much alike to Boom Shaka's rendition of South Africa's national anthem. Which brings us to today's topic of when exactly do we draw the line when it comes to heritage and how are the youth interpreting heritage spaces um, and monumental sites or sacred spaces, rather, in South Africa and across the African continent as well. How do we draw the line through or between heritage spaces? That's a fascinating question, and I would especially implore those who are listening. 0891104207. Answer that question the way you understood it was asked. My colleague, KJ Mwekwezi, Mwekwezi, I beg your pardon, did spend some time, especially on the slot, on Tuesday, engaging this very critical subject, and I would like, in a way, to revive it, but giving you the kind of length and rope that you will in responding to this question. How do we, whoever we is, draw the line 
in the spaces of heritage. This is a question that has been posed this evening by the lady who will soon be taking over this slot, Murungwa Ramabua, who is the spokesperson and communications specialist at Robin Island Museum. Unpack that statement or that question. Perhaps even offer an answer then, Murungwa, because you are working in a heritage space, a heritage space that enjoys prominence not just in the country or the continent, but the world over because all walks of life want to come to South Africa and especially visit Robin Island Museum. I will unpack that. Thank you, Sonia, as well. I mean, Robin Island Museum is part of South Africa's history, a critical part of that, considering where we come from as a nation. As much as our history dates back as far as the 1400s, where the Kosa chiefs were then banished to the island, um, and then we had the first political, or the first female political prisoner, rather, Krotoa, who was also banished on the island, and she was interpreted Jean van Riebeck. And gradually the island converted into becoming a leper colony, and ultimately in the 1960s, we saw it convert and become a political prison. And it's also the same place where Robert Sabukwe was also then isolated on the island following his release. So our history, and when you speak of Robin Island, um, you need to actually be sensitive to the people that um, came across or engaged with the space Robin Island, the ex-political prisoners, um, the awarders as well, who also had their own narration or experience of the island on the flip side, and what, uh, what we're trying to do as a national heritage site and a world heritage site mm. is invest in actually attracting the young people and making them understand and to never forget their history. Because young people need to feel like they have an investment in their community and so that we can develop a strong sense or they can develop a strong sense of ownership in these places. But how do we do that? How do we get them to be more engaged and captivated by such historical sites and um, sites of significance? And working with the people, or the young people rather, it creates stewardship, ownership, respect, and a great sense of pride in our community. And that's why we are so deliberate in saying that we want the youth to visit us. Recently, we made it a point that we actually host the top 10 Miss South Africa finalists. And if you look at their profiles, or the ages rather, most of them are under 30, some being in their early 20s, and they are at the pinnacle of representing, or one of them rather, is about to represent or become a brand ambassador for South Africa. Mm. And when you look mm. at the current Miss Universe, Uzozibini, she is representing us so well, and she's so proud of her heritage, she's so proud of her culture, she, she is so proud of being South African, and we want each and every young person to embody that and also express themselves positively, express themselves in a comfortable way about their heritage, their culture, and the history of our country. I want to engage this even deeper because you started beautifully in response to this, and I just got stuck at the point of heritage site. Why is it, and I'm not suggesting that you are the one who is responsible for that, but generally speaking, the narration of South Africa, when he talks about its people, to be honest and fair and real with our heritage, the first people were the Khoi, San, and the Nama people. 
in particular response to Robben Island, we are talking about the Khoi people who were there as early, and the recordings suggest, as early as 1400. And yet when you go onto the island, and I've been there twice, three times, the experience does not reflect that. Even in South Africa's talking of history, the Khoi San and the Nama people do not enjoy the kind of prominence that perhaps the first original inhabitants of the space should, might, ought perhaps to <laughs> occupy. Tell us then, please, if you will, in relation to the Khoi communities, mm-hmm. them and Robben Island, that South Africans have an obligation to know, and we, as those who might conceivably be seen as the majority of this country, however majority might be defined, have an obligation to pay homage, albeit a minority in community now, but in every other respect, certainly from a heritage perspective, they are not mm-hmm. a minority, the Khoi people. Look, from, from Robin Island's perspective, our, our, our tour guiding manual and our narrative does include the Khoi people because it is our responsibility to give our visitors a balanced narration of the different layers of Robin Island Museum. And one of the other ways that we've also done that is what one of our fairies, uh, our newest fairies, is named after Krotoa. And what we also do is that we host different, we, there are different requests that we receive from different groups. And we are inclusive as far as an educational and a research point of view to include um, the Khoi people in our discussions, in our conversations as a national museum. So we are quite inclusive when it comes to that narration. It's unfortunate that Robben Island um, is synonymously or famously known or is associated with the political prison layer of the island. And we try by all means to always re-educate people that look, our history dates as far back as the 1400s, which is why it was important for me to reiterate that in my, or mention it in my introduction this evening, that our history dates back as, as far as that before it actually got the political era. Please abuse the platform. I'm in conversation with Ms. Murungwa Ramabua, who is the spokesperson and communication specialist at Robin Island Museum. She is the guest this evening of what should have happened on Tuesday, but for want of logistics and my unavailability did not take place. It's now the one and only Thursday takeover with Murungwa. Please call us 0891-104-207. We're engaging the question of heritage how and when and where do we draw the line in relation to institutions that reflect and depict history and why, as the conversation is now going, certain parts of our history are going to be consigned to museum? I've got no particular opinion on this point simply because mine is no more than that of yours, which I welcome. 891 Murungu, a couple of questions um, as we look to draw this particular segment as we move on then afterwards to your actual slot of taking over with Tabo Sashoga, who is the Senior Manager for Heritage and Research at Robin Island, a conversation between the two of you just now. The silencing. You mentioned politics, and I'm going to go straight into it. The silencing, and I'm deliberate in this question, the silencing of Mangalis or Robert Sobukwe, not just on the island, but politically speaking. But perhaps you can speak on the island. I'll tell you why I'm saying this. Yes, there is a Robert Sobukwe house. I've been to two trips where we were told there isn't enough time, so we will not make a turn by Robert Subukwe's house. Is it conceivable that one would go to the island and not make a turn 
by Madiba's house, by Madiba's jail cell? I think the answer to that question is obvious. But specifically, why, even if it's a perception, please deal with it now, is it that Mangaliso Sobukwe seems to be silenced and it seems even more a deliberate silencing? Okay. Um, as Robin Island Museum, we're definitely not silencing Robert Mangaliso Sobukwe. Yes, we do admit that perhaps our, our, our tour model may need to make provisions for groups to actually get off at the house. The only time that people are actually are able to engage with the Robert Mangalisa complex is when there is a private group of about 20 or less people, considering the spacing as well, that are able to come into the house, engage with the spaces, and for our tour guide to actually give them a full history. At the moment, the visitors, well, before COVID-19, there'd be about 50 or 54 passengers on a bus. Therefore, you can imagine that getting 54 visitors off of a bus, considering the timing of our ferries and the timing of the other bus that would be behind the preceding group. And that, of course, always causes a bottleneck in terms of ensuring that we run a seamless operations on a daily basis. So we are definitely not silencing um, mm. Robert Tsubuka on the island. The house is available. It's always open and accessible specifically or most importantly when there are actually private requests or, or, or bookings that have been made and we make that space available. Sure. So it is available if you are a family or a group that wants to come to Robin Island to specifically engage with this um, space, then we do make provision because we are quite flexible. If you've made a booking and you say that I want to book a private tour on Robin Island, I actually don't want to go to the village precinct, I actually don't want to see this. I actually just want to go to the lime quarry, the prison, and um, the Robert Sabuga complex. Then we make um, arrangements to actually take you on your preferred itinerary for the duration of the time that you'll be on the island before heading back to the mainland. Very well. No, I appreciate that. So we're definitely that. not silencing uh, Mr. Sobukwe. Um, I appreciate and that. Especially because this year we're also going to have a memorial lecture. I would have follow-ups, but let me defer to my loyal listeners. Colin, good evening in Cape Town. Sakile in Durban, good evening. Colin hey, first. Good evening, Rob, and good evening to your guest. You know, in 19, was it 59, 60, I went as a youngster to Robin Island. I was, uh, I was in the scouts then, you know? Yeah, I'll go for a visit. And there was not much history there on Robin Island. But later on, uh, 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 they gave us pamphlets and things like that, and I read later on books. Do you know, that was a leprosy island. I don't know if you ever heard of it. People had to sick with diseases. They went to those islands, uh, to that island. And um, if I go today, you won't hear about, as you mentioned, the koi and the koi sand that might have been there and the, the lepers and the, the, the sick people and things like that, you know, at carried diseases. You'll only hear about Robertson Bookway and Mandela and those things. So how far, I would love to go back to Robin Island and see how far the history uh, goes. Does it go back like the 1400, 1600, or is it just in the 18 or 1900? 
I would like to guess to Excellent. you on, answer me that question. Sure, noted. I've made a point of it as well. Marunga will respond to it. Thank you so much there, my dear brother Colin in Cape Town. Sakile in Durban, other side of the coast. Hello, guys. Yes, I think I think I also feel the same way that some leaders are obliterated in the history. You know, it's very, very unfortunate. But I don't think it's about the person. I think it's about ideas. You know, the establishment sometimes doesn't appreciate the, the views of those leaders, the people who actually want change from what we have from the status quo. So it's nothing new as long as it's happening even now. Even even people who are having unpopular views about this country that we call South Africa are relegated to the peripheries even today. So what what happened to to to, to the former PAC leader is not it's not it's not new. You know, I remember at the time we were going around campus and we were doing like quizzes and we were asking people what does ANC mean? They could say it, but PAC some they couldn't say it a lot. And I was like, Wow, this is South Africa. It's very strange. Thank Very you. well. Thank you so much for your thoughts. Murungo, you want to respond to the two callers before we wrap it up so that you can take over as you have been asked to? Absolutely. Um, I'll start with uh, the first question. Um, Alto actually does cover all the layers of the different islands. And I'm not sure when our caller went last visited Robin Island, but I'd also like to offer him a complimentary ticket for this hey, Saturday visit because we're we resuming tours. And then he can come back and give us a very <laughs> balanced view and honest opinion and feedback on how it is, how it went, what his views are, and our areas that we need to improve on. But we definitely do cover all the layers uh, of the island as soon as the tour starts. And um, with questions, with the, with the, call, with the second caller, um, he, he is correct in saying that um, some names dominate more names. And that's why we're quite deliberate in ensuring that we give the balanced narrative. And that's why our EPPs tell their personal stories about what the space meant to them, their experiences, and um, we, what we're also doing to actually perpetuate the memory of other ex-political prisoners is through our program or a program that we run in memorialization where we're working on developing new exhibitions that will show the mm-hmm. new layers of the island. Mm-hmm. And we're also in the process of finalizing the visitor center to be more reflective of all the layers of the island. So the memorial mm-hmm. trial is also being developed to remember people who were on the island. And the, tra- the trail, I mean, the trail will go around areas where chiefs would have been in the leper colony. And I'm glad that the first caller actually spoke about the leprosy layer as well, because it was a, the island has always been a landscape of banishment. Mm-hmm. So whether you were mentally ill or had leprosy, you were then shipped off to Robben Island, either to die there or recover there. So it's always been a banishment landscape. And what we are really, I mean, for instance, supposed to give you a classic example, a lot of people know that Utaka Nelson Mandela was in prison for 27 years, but he only spent 18 out of the 27 on Robben Island. Mm-hmm. But the longest-serving ex-political prisoner on Robben Island was in Dr. Jafta Masemola. And not a lot of people know anything about him. Absolutely. We ask ourselves, why? What is it that we are not doing? How else are we supposed to educate our South African people about the history of South Africa those who contributed to the political struggle, those who contributed to other struggles even before. 
The short answer to that is visit Robben Island Museum, everybody. It is the month for heritage. It is indeed the month for tourism. And Robben Island Museum speaks to those two better or as much as any other institution that this country has. Visit Robben Island Museum. This is why we have the guest this evening, Murungwa Ramabua. She dodged a couple of bullets there, and thankfully for time, she and I won't go there because some of the questions were not quite in keeping with the brief. But I do appreciate the fact that you engage with them, Murungwa, because these are pertinent questions that need from time to time somebody to respond to. Whether people agree or not, we can never always agree to that. 891 Now, please, everybody, surprise me. Do give us a call. Murungwa does take over. Yes, it is a Thursday. Things have changed a bit. And that's because this week wasn't quite the same. I was absent for two days, and this is why I am here now having the hashtag Thursday takeover. After the break, Murungwa takes over. Please show your support and love by calling in.